Do you think we should just have our intro be the Pornhub? Are we allowed to do that? I feel like there's a copyright problem there. They probably have it copyrighted. It's probably copywritten. Yeah, you're but what right. if you play it? Like, what if you physically play it on the drums? I don't have a drum set. Don't touch my drum set. <laughs> <laughs> the shenanigans right before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a drum set. Don't touch my drum set. <laughs> I'm gonna go rub my paws all over your drum set. You don't have a drum set either. You call me a liar? I ain't calling you a truther. Have a good day. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> With, without missing a beat, just meme, meme, meme. And this all episode right. of Turf Tactic. <laughs> All right, welcome to uh, welcome to episode three of Turf Tactics. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh God, I swear we are not that drunk. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I guess let's uh, let's start off with the playoff picture. Sounds good. Um, well, it's not looking good for Denver. Nope. As they said on our local news station, they said, uh, well, now Denver is not in control of their own destiny. They have to rely on a lot of people to win or lose. And, I mean, I guess all we're hoping for now is a 10-7 and 7 season, huh? At this point. I mean, Playoffs be damned. We, we just, we just want to have a winning record. We need a winning. Dude, it's been almost eight years since we've had a winning record. Yeah, Trevor Simeon took us to nine and seven, and we missed the playoffs. Yeah, barely. That was twenty sixteen. Well, that, yeah, because that was before they added the additional game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But I don't know. I kind of like. I kind of like the fact that they added an additional game. You can't go five hundred anymore. Because you can't go five hundred. Well, okay, you can. You'd have to go eight, eight, and one. Yeah. And but ties have not happened this year yet. No, not yet. Wasn't it like the the first the first year they implemented? the extra game there was like three or four teams that tied mm-hmm. mostly in the nfc that's fucking weird. well that's the cupcake conference but <laughs> it is we don't talk about that yes we do what the fuck we fuck do the but <laughs> doesn't matter i think whoever makes it to the super bowl on the afc side unless they play san francisco is gonna win and i'm not saying we won't win against san francisco but the afc is just too stacked across the board i mean we literally have like 11 teams playing for a playoff spot. It's fucking weird. I haven't seen the AFC this competitive in a very long time. Well, and now, since we lost against Detroit, God, that was fucking embarrassing. Yes, it was. Jesus. But now, since we lost to Detroit, we are now we are now 7-7 seven and seven behind the Steelers because they have a game up on us because they beat... Probably someone in the AFC. They, it's probably their conference record. Yeah, they beat somebody... To be ahead of us by it's one probably game. Probably Baltimore. They have a win against Baltimore. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they beat them. That's true. In, they did uh, beat Baltimore. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, that was when... Uh, Pickett was still playing. Yeah, that was when TJ Watt got that unsportsmanlike when he took his helmet off to yep. win, for that game-winning sack. Um, so, next, let's let's go in a little bit with uh, the both opinions on the final seven teams in the AFC and in the NFC. Okay. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit there at the beginning, which is that I think the NFC is super soft, and that's why everybody has a chance. Whereas the AFC playoff picture has vastly changed every week because of how close it is. Yeah. And it's not close because... The AFC is just a cupcake division, or conference rather, but it's because I just think this year I haven't seen a lot of teams play consistent good football. Like, I guess the Ravens are the closest, and even then, yeah. I don't, I don't, you don't see teams like the 20, or what was it, 2015 Broncos, or the 2013 Broncos, or the 2008 Patriots, you know, that team where, like, you can just pick them out of a crowd and say, yeah. That, that's the best team in the NFL. Right now, 
I guess I'd say it's San Francisco, but even they dropped three in a row earlier in the season. So who is the best? Yeah, is it really a that's a true. Tell? Well, in and I mean even in the AFC, I guess you could argue that the best team in the AFC is either the Dolphins or the Ravens. And even they've dropped some but stupid ones. Even yeah, even they've dropped some stupid ones. And there's also the argument that the Dolphins, even though they're eleven and three, ten and four, ten and four. No, mm-hmm. no, no, they're eleven and four, aren't they? I'm gonna have to look. Because the Ravens have eleven wins and Miami's one game behind them. I think they're ten and four. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look because. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, ten and four. You're right. Yeah, because I think um, Baltimore's eleven and three. Yeah, they're eleven and three after the win that they just had. Yeah, it would go <clears throat> Baltimore eleven and three, Miami ten and four, Chiefs nine and five. Yeah, well, I mean, you could even again, you can still argue that Baltimore and the Dolphins are the best teams in the AFC, but the only caveat to that is the Dolphins, I don't think, have still haven't beaten a team with a winning record. That's true, but I would say, in my opinion, based on weapons, when you look at an offense and a defense together, yeah, I would say the AFC's version of a San Francisco, you can't pick anybody but Miami. That's true. When you have a Waddle and a Hill and uh, uh, who's their tight end? Gusecki? <clears throat> or is he gone? I can't remember if he plays for the Dolphins still or not. Yeah, I can't remember either. Um, but either way, they've got weapons. I mean, their backfield is still really good with Mostert, and then backing him up is a you know a great kid and Devon Achan, who we know very well, right? Um, being A and M fans, so I mean, I'm glad the kid got a start. But you know, they have a two-headed backfield, just like you know, I guess San Francisco's two-headed backfield is a little bit different than everyone else because that's, yeah, that's true. It'd be, in my opinion, McCaffrey and Debo. <laughs> Dude, it's not their backup running back that takes that second head. It's it's Debo, because the reverses they run with him are just ridiculous. And and that's that's crazy to me. I mean, Debo's technically a receiver. Yeah, but he runs a lot of <laughs> run plays, which is fine. That's what that's what happens when you have a Shanahan offense. I mean, yeah, you know, his dad wasn't exactly a bland play caller when he was Denver's head coach. Mike was very good at what he did, and it looks like Kyle took after his dad. Yeah, well, and I mean, I'm sure you remember at the beginning of the season, well, before the season even started, there were talks about, you know, Mike Shanahan coming back to Denver. But he yeah. he turned that down real quick. He said, yeah. as long as my son's in, as long as my son is in, is coaching in the NFL, I'm not coming back. Well, it makes sense. You don't want to be your like, own kid. Right, well, and he even said, he said, you know, I had my time in the NFL, head coaching. Now it's his turn. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to take that from him. Which I thought kind of was like a little shot at his son because he's like, I'm the better coach, so I'm not going to take well, that from I, him. <laughs> I don't think it's arguable. I mean, you know, Mike's got multiple Super Bowl rings. His son has been to one, or well, one as a head coach when he was with uh, San Francisco, losing mm. to the Chiefs after being up 20 to 10. And then um, as the offensive coordinator of the Falcons in the infamous 28 to 3 game against the Patriots. Now, in that sense, I, I think we all agreed a long time ago, you give it to Devonta Freeman and you run the clock out God, against the Pats. Yeah. But I you mean, decided to throw it to Julio. Mind you, because of that, we got one of the best catches that won't matter in Super Bowl history when Julio caught it on the sideline and got just the tips of his toes in oh on the man, sideline. Dude. Prime Julio was different. He, yeah. That boy could catch. And to see him bounce from team to team, I, I hate that. Yeah, but, I mean, he's getting old. Yeah. Well, you know who else is getting old but still doing it? He did it today. Texas A&M. Yeah. Mr. Mike Evans. Him and Shaken and Baker having some, some success. Their, their, their chemistry is starting to come around. Well, and Mike said he's a Hall of Famer in a press conference last week. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't doubt it. I think that Baker Mayfield has kind of gotten the short end of the stick since he got into the NFL. I think he's better than what everybody gave him credit he's for. He's definitely better than, than what he's getting credit for. I mean, could you imagine if Bruce Arians was still the head coach oh, of the Buccaneers with they'd be, Baker Mayfield? They'd be more successful. They would be, they would be a playoff contention team right now. Do you want to hear how I feel about Baker Mayfield? Sure. And Bronco fans will probably not like me for this one. I would take Baker Mayfield over Russell Wilson right now. I would. Yeah. I would just definitely age take Baker. And and talent. Mm-hmm. I just and don't get me wrong. He's a don't better thrower. I love Russell Wilson. I've loved him since he was a Seahawk. I loved him since he got drafted. I, he's just 
I just like him. He's a good player, but he's you got to have that grit. You got to have the grit, and he doesn't have the same grit he had when he was in Seattle. Not at all. And I think the biggest problem with that is it's it's kind of Russ. It's kind of Sean Payton. Um, they they just don't they don't click. They don't have that head coach uh, starting quarterback relationship that a lot of other teams have. Well, and right I think now. it's because, and I, I think anybody that's watched a single. Broncos game this season or even last season at times Russell Wilson is not and and I'm saying this when him and Baker are almost the same height they're almost the same size at quarterback yeah Russell Wilson is not a pocket passer no he's not and that is something Sean has always had he turned Jameis Winston into a pocket passer because he was not going to let Jameis run his scheme now don't get me wrong his pocket presence so far this season with Sean Payton, at least after week six, has been better. Has been a hell of a lot better. Yeah, but we grew up with the best. Obviously, that's that's where my lens comes from. Is right. I'm a little bit spoiled because we we both grew up with arguably the best passer uh, era where yeah. pocket passers were. Well, shit, Drew dude. Brees, Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. Shit, I mean, dude! I'll, I'd even throw Eli Manning in there. Eli, yep. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Yep. I mean, they're just it, there wasn't a lot of these off schedule plays, and, and and the problem is, <sighs> the problem is Mahomes. I'm sorry, it yeah. is. Everybody wants to replicate that. That is not football. No, it's not. It's, it's not conventional football. Well, yeah, it's but it, football is a game of strategy. Now, and, now you're uh, gonna get you know. With that comment, you're going to get the pushback at that. Well, well, the NFL's changing, football's changing, things are evolving. You know, there's more, there's more to the game than it than it was ten years ago. Which that's true. It's true, but I wouldn't say that makes it better. No, it doesn't. And what? I would, I would definitely go out and say that f- comparing the NFL right now to the NFL ten years ago, mm-hmm. night and day, dude. And the here- NFL ten years ago was absolutely better. Well, and here's why I will top onto that, is that 10 years ago to the year was the year that Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos set that has still not been broken the single best offensive season of all time. Yep. 606 points, 55 passing touchdowns, 10 interceptions by Peyton Manning. You have an extra game for the last two seasons now, this season and last season. Yep. It's been 17 games. Nobody has come close to 50 touchdowns. No. Nobody's come close to almost 6,000 yards. Peyton Manning had like 56 and change. Yeah. Which holds the record still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention that, you know, we whooped on everybody. Oh, dude, it, and, wasn't and, even, it wasn't even funny. It's like, oh, yeah, the Broncos are playing this Sunday. Should we watch the game? Because we know they're going to win. Right. We never had to worry about there being a bad loss because even when we lost, it wasn't bad. We usually lost to New England and New England, and it was a touchdown win. Yeah, or a field goal, or win. a field goal. It wasn't much. You don't have the twenty to seventy Miami game, right? You know, and I think that I think it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of change um, next season. I I think so. I think regime is gonna be a big thing with Sean. Um, he needs more control. I know that sounds oh, crazy, yeah. But I this is something no one's talked about, and I haven't even talked to you about this. Mm. I think that George mm, Payton. We're getting spicy. I think, I think George Payton could get fired. I hope so. I'm just saying because, first of all, other than PS2, that's, come on. That's like drafting Trevor Lawrence first overall. It was a gimme. Yeah, it was a you gimme. You don't get credit it for that. It was a gimme pick, dude. And you got him at a good pick, whatever. Right. He he planned he, he, I, he I would have picked that. Yeah, he, like. pan, he panned out. Great. You picked one good pick. Now, why I say George will get fired is because a lot of people that don't know the deeper parts of football, Sean... Didn't have a GM in New, in New Orleans. No. He was the GM. He, he was, was a Belichick. He was the GM. So Speaking of Belichick. Oh, yeah. Here we go. We got to touch on that a little bit. What, that he might become a Los Angeles Charger coach? Yeah. I don't how, care. How weird is that? I don't give a shit Super either. Weird. I don't give a shit either. But I hope just, it, it helps Herbie in his career. <clears throat> I do, too. I hope that Herbert takes what he can get from Belichick, win or lose. I don't yeah. care. But I'm sorry, I'm still on the train that I think Herbert needs to go somewhere else. Like Denver? To find success. I would love him here. I would love him here, too. I think that what I've heard based on contract stuff is that if Russ doesn't want to renegotiate next season, we would be better off cutting him. 
absolutely. We just we would just take the cap hit. Yeah, because on once that. the the rest of it kicks in the following year, if he's on the team, mm-hmm. I think it's like a fifty sixty million dollar cap hit. Right. And we don't need that. No. We've got enough issues at the skilled positions as it is. Right. We have one reliable guy. And that's Cortland. And he Sutton. has to be resigned after this year. I don't, I don't know, dude. After this year, I think he definitely earned a contract. No, no, no. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying we have to resign him, meaning that that, oh, ten, yeah. or that uh, $10 million a year contract, mm-hmm. he got three for 30. Yeah. You're not getting him that cheap again. He's no. going to look at his stats where he's got double-digit touchdowns. It doesn't gonna, matter how he got him. No, it doesn't matter. I mean, well, how he got him was impressive. Absolutely. How but many one-handed catches did he have? A lot. Crucial ones, two. For sure. Two crucial. One, one on the fourth end zone. down and one in the end zone. Well, you got to remember the one at the beginning of the season. Um, shit, I can't remember. God, that was played. so long ago. Um, it feels. He was he was being pulled down. He was literally on his stomach and yeah. took his right hand up and caught the ball. Oh, okay. Yeah, Awful yeah. pass by Russ. Yeah. And he he made a play, caught the ball, and it was a completed pass for a first down. Um. But I I did hear you know I did hear a couple things on the radio which I do agree with and I don't agree with James Merrillat a lot. He likes to spew a lot um, of shit. But I did agree with him on this, you know. Um, we don't. We, we, we only have one number one guy. That's Court. And that's Court. Is he a number one guy somewhere else on another team? Probably not. But he's a number one guy here in Denver. And I think, obviously, re-sign Cortland, right? But you um, need a true number one. We need a true number one. And we could have had that in Tim Patrick, but he can't stay healthy. Right. Now... This is a deep receiver draft coming this, up. It's deep receiver draft. You know, we can <clears throat> do – I mean, that's the other thing. Do we draft a quarterback or do we draft a receiver? Who knows? I would However, say it depends on who falls. Right. But, you know, re-sign Cortland. Bless you. <laughs> I hate you. Re-sign Cortland. Are you going to sneeze? I don't know yet. Keep going. We'll fucking Re- figure it out. Re-sign Cortland. And then cut Tim Patrick and then re-sign him to a one-year prove-it deal. Okay. Right? Get rid of Jerry Judy. Get whatever you can whatever you can for him. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're not going to get – you're probably – dude, at this point, you're probably not even going to get a second-round pick for that guy. Get what you can. Get what you can for him. Get him out of the building. Go trade him for a good D-lineman. Honestly. Know. Honestly. Or you know what? Another corner – yeah. We need help. Moreau, man. Moreau's not cutting up. He he gave up a lot yesterday against Detroit. Mm-hmm. He gave up a lot. Well, in PS2, he gave up one play. He did, but, But I'll you take know. one over the whole game. Right. Well, and, you know, if you if you, if you get rid of Judy, trade him for, for a D-lineman or something, because, dude, we need our run defense to be better. Yeah. Do you know, dude, the rushing yards that Detroit had on our defense... <coughs> Yesterday was a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. dude. It was they it was ex- bad. they exposed us how everybody's been talking about. Mm-hmm. They they thought Houston was going to do it and they didn't. Houston actually beat us through the air better than right. everyone expected. Right with Nico Nico Collins having a buck ninety two on a or yep. a buck seventy two, and that's fine. I mean, I defense is going to have a bad game. I watched, I like I told you, I rewatched the twenty fifteen highlights yeah. from that Super Bowl defense that we had. And even they, you know, there was a few games here and there where they gave up a lot of yardage. They just didn't give up a lot of score. That right. was the difference. Well, and that's the thing. They were I mean, the number one scoring uh, defense and the number one red zone defense that year. Yeah, because, I mean, that was the no-fly zone. Yep. And even even, even the no-fly zone, arguably the best defense in history. In history. Yep. Arguably. Arguably, I'm going to say that again because I know there's going to be some people out there that are going to think that I'm a fucking moron for saying that. You can call me a moron. I think it's hardly arguable. <laughs> when you have Von I mean, Miller and Demarcus Ware, well, come front. on, come on, dude. The no fly zone. You couldn't. You couldn't have a better. No, a better, a, 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 better a better four DBs on no. the field. And than, than not to mention Akib uh, Talib, Chris Harris, TJ um, Ward, TJ Ward, and Darren Stewart. Well, and, and why I agree with you, besides being a Broncos fan, uh, we held Tom Brady, Tom Brady, the one that everyone calls the GOAT, to a measly 18 points in the AFC Championship game. Yep, and we held Aaron Rodgers to 77 passing yards. Still to this day, his worst game as a starter. Yep. Nobody's ever done that to him. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. In a 29-10 to 10 win, mind you. Yeah. 
Now, it was in Denver, sure. Okay. People don't play well here. We've gotten beaten here plenty of times. But, that, 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 I mean... First one I thought of was Baltimore. Yeah. That divisional round still haunts me to this day. 2012. Yep. The world didn't end, but our season sure did. Fucking A, it did. <sighs> All right, let's let's move on from drowning in our sorrows a little bit. <laughs> well, um, we're kind of back to that mindset after this loss. Yeah, that's true. I mean, hey, like I said um, earlier this season, you know, I was projecting us to go 9-8. and eight. I think I... Uh, my projection's almost gone now. It is. We'd have to... Well, no, actually it is. I said 11 and 6. Yeah. So it's gone now. Yeah. We had a chance. I think we can still make 10 and 7. Well, and we... And 10 and 7, 10 and 7 in my book is... That's a win for Broncos country. That's double our wins from last season in not, one season. Not to mention... One turnaround. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, one turnaround. Not, not to mention, we probably will still finish with one or two games behind the Chiefs rather than being at fourth in the division. Exactly. I think at, I mean, shit, well, I don't think, I know at minimum we'll be second in the division at the end of the season. Oh, there's no way we can't. There's no way we can't be because... Raiders and Chargers don't stop dropping games. Well, the Chargers can't because the Chargers don't have anybody left to play. They're pretty much the practice squad at this point. They don't even have a head coach now. Nope. Well, neither do the Raiders. That's that's true. That's true. Did, uh... They lost McDaniels. Well, I know, and they have, uh... Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce. He's the interim, yeah. He's the interim. Who's going to be the interim for... They'll probably elevate the uh, OC. Oh, you think so? That's usually oh, how they do it. They oh, always elevate the offensive coordinator. I can't remember what his name is. Um, um, Kellen Moore. Yeah. They'll Kellen probably make Moore. Kellen the... Well, unless they want to go with age, because Kellen's young. Yeah. If they go with age, it'll probably be the DC. Yeah. Uh, which which doesn't make sense, because Brandon Staley was calling the defense, so what was the DC doing? Just hanging out? Like, hanging out on the sideline. It was like... That was why the Broncos worked back in the 2010s, is because we had an offensive head coach... And then Wade Phillips. You didn't even have to ask him about his defense. You knew he was going to come with a good game plan. Yeah. And Vance, to his credit, has been better. I, I think the team didn't show up. I don't think it was on Vance. I don't either. It, it, I think the I team mean, didn't show up in, in Detroit. The defense, when we when we played in Detroit yesterday, the defense seemed very lethargic. Pretty much the whole game. Well, you do know they got in at 10-15 at night. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Yeah. I mean, well... 10:15 p.m. the night before. Yep. That's they not a lot of time. Yeah, but they didn't they didn't have to play until 6:15. Well, I get that. Our time. 6:15. Right, so 8:15 whatever. But no, but still I mean it, it would have been nicer to show a up day like, early. Like literally a day early. Like showing up in Michigan at you know 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning, something. But I don't know whose idea that was. I don't know who's the travel agent. Well, I can tell you what the radio said, is that they said that Sean wanted to get all of his practices in ahead of time. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. But, but when you, yeah. I, th- I think what happened is our whole team, offense and defense, got a little soft because they heard all of the talk on the media that the Broncos are going to be at least 4-1. and one. Everyone, everybody, all over the nation was chalking this game up as an L. So they already had it like predestined in their heads that this game could be an L. Well, there's nothing, nothing to lose. And once you start thinking that way, it's hard to turn that around. Yeah. Which is which is why I don't think um, I don't think the talk after you know the halftime adjustments made any difference because the whole team was still stuck in that mindset that they were going to lose that game. Well, you know, whether we were nine and eight or ten and seven, I don't see us being worse than nine and eight. But whether we're 9-8 or 10-7, whether we make the playoffs or not, all I have to say, if there is a Chiefs fan out there listening to this, you better be ready for next season. Because what we've been able to do when we hit rock bottom, wait until we get a season after this to get everything right. We get a draft. We get Mm -hmm. a free agency where Sean gets to pick his guys. Oh, yeah. You're in trouble. You can't even get your receivers to catch the damn ball. I mean, dude, Sean Payton right now is arguably the best active head coach in, in NFL history right now. Active. Active. Well, considering he went let's let's say that we finished ten and seven. From one and five to ten and seven. That means when we went one and five, this coach took the same team that went one and five, went nine and two. Yeah. What happens when next season starts? Mm-hmm. And he if has, we're on a roll, and and they, you know, 
God willing, our ownership group gives him the Free power spending money, the power <laughs> to do so, and he can draft his own guys. He can pick his own guys. He can trade for his own guys. <sighs> I mean, could you imagine, dude? I don't know who's on the block this this year coming on the free agency. He here's the thing about Denver now that we never had before, and that no team other than us has the power to do. We can front load the fuck out of these contracts. Yes, we can. If we sign somebody to a $100 million deal, we can give them 50 up front and then go ahead and split the fifty, the other 50 over however many years. Yep. So we can run this cap. And we got Walmart money, baby. We got Walmart money. I would say if you wanted to ask me my Broncos Christmas list <laughs> uh, for next season, I want a receiver. I want a true number one yes. to help Cortland so he's not so so relied on. Jerry can play the third. Yeah. I don't care. Well, I think that's part of the reason why our um, offensive <laughs> passing game has been so mundane. Has been so mundane is because everybody knows that that's who we've been. Tar- that's that's who that's who Russ is going to target is Cortland. Well, all reliable, you know. So I think that's why it's been a little mundane. Um, however, let's move on to something a little different. I, I suppose more. Uh, Happy, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Wilson last week has become the first Bronco since Peyton Manning to have one or more touchdown passes per game in the first thirteen games of the season. Yep, I think I think that's something to give Russell Wilson kudos for, considering last season was abysmal. Oh God, it was. Well, he's at least, Bad. if he plays shitty to his standard this year, he should still double his touchdowns from last season. Yeah, because how many did he have last 14. season? 14. 14? He went like 14 and 10 or something. And he's got 20... 23 right now? Yeah. So he should at least double that number while maintaining the same interceptions. Right. Which is okay. You know, when you're sitting around 8 to, to 12, that's not horrible. he's got 7 right now? Uh, eight, eight. Is it eight? I think it's eight. Yeah, I mean, still twenty-three touchdowns. Yeah, because he only had two. He had two for the longest time, and then uh, he threw a few, and then he threw and three then, in and one then game. And then he threw three in one game. So I think he had five. That's right. It was twenty and five. He was twenty touchdowns, five picks. Then he had the three pick game. Mm, yep. So and he's that at eight. Shut, that shoved him up to eight. Yeah. Which of course screwed his ratio. Of course. Still, his touchdown percentage. As far as uh, passing, mm-hmm. he's like I think right now before this game he was fourth or fifth in the NFL in touchdowns that come from a pass percentage at six point two percent. So a six point two percent ratio that it, when he throws the ball it ends up in the end zone. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's being not, top five in that category is not a bad. That's thing. not bad. Um, Usually I, they go to who? Cortland Sutton. Cortland. Or I guess Javante's caught a few. Yeah, Kroll uh, had one. Kroll had one. Wide open in the end zone. Yeah, that was a nice one. Um, Troutman, yeah, the little the little Troutman, the play the, that faked everybody out the, last week. Yeah, against oh the no, Chargers. that was no, that was Kroll. Was it Kroll? Not that Troutman. Was Kroll. Troutman had the one um, the, in the oh, end zone with the, his uh, knee like down. Cortland, the opposite side. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing, the other thing about Russ that I think just dude, he reminds me of like a Jack Russell Terrier. He's just fucking all over the place. A little bit. I, you know, I mean, I feel like, sh- shit, dude, when he found out that that we were going to have Sean Payton, he would not stop bugging the fuck out of uh, uh, Drew Brees. Right. Talking talking to him about <coughs> Sean Payton this, Sean Payton that, what do I need to look for, what do I need, blah, 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 like, bro, take a deep breath. You're still a pro. Relax. And you're a veteran, too. Like, slow the fuck down. You don't got to get just it all in one job. year. Just yeah. do your fucking job. Yes, you have you have a fucking you know Hall of Fame head coach that's going to come coach you, but just do your job. Let him make the proper adjustments. Right. Don't fucking well, see, go off think, the wall and at, start asking everybody who's played for him. I think that's the problem. People don't realize. I would say Stafford was blessed. Yeah. By a really good Rams defense. Oh, absolutely. And having Cooper Cup as a number one. Oh yeah. But when you take him out of the equation, because he's the only he's only the third guy to do it. Um, Peyton and Tom, the thing about them is that no matter who coached them, no matter where they went, those guys 
Brady and Manning yep. knew they were in charge. Oh, yeah. And if they weren't, what happened? Bruce Arians got a lot of hell from Tom. Oh, yes. And then did. Kubiak, old Kubes, got into it with Peyton Manning behind closed doors. He did. And Peyton said, it's pretty much my way or the highway. And he said, I, I'm, I'm telling you, your offense is not going to work. And then eventually Kubiak gave in a little. He didn't give in the whole way. Well, he said, okay, Peyton, what we're going to do is we're going to run my offense and your offense at the same time. Right. And that was what changed the 2015 season. Well, yeah, because before before that happened, <coughs> before that happened, yeah. we, you know, every Peyton looked like a bust. He didn't look good in that season. You know, everybody was like, oh, you just spent $95 million on a quarterback who's about ready to retire. Well, no, Peyton you looked know. good until the Kubiak season. Well... Kind of. When he first came to Denver, that was when we had the twenty-four to zero comeback. Yeah, but that wasn't at the beginning of the. I'm talking at the very beginning of the season. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Very beginning of the season, Peyton did not look good. Yeah, it was the same thing with Russ. Same thing with Russ. Well, except Peyton turned it around. That's true. But anyway, where I was going with that is it wasn't looking good, and then that's when Peyton was like, "This isn't working. This is what I see on the defense. This is what I'm going to call." So he would ignore the headset. And call his own plays on the field. How many quarterbacks in history can do that and, and have success? That I can think of off the top of my head? Mm-hmm. Three. The Manning. Peyton Manning. Brady. Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, I think Aaron sees the field pretty well. Um, I, I don't. I think it's in that order. <laughs> oh yeah. Manning, Brady, Rodgers. Right. Um, but that, and then that's when that's when it all started coming out that like, oh, Peyton Manning and. And Kubiak aren't aren't looking good, and they're they're not meshing well. And that's when I think Kubiak kind of realized, oh, this you guy, know more this, than me. This guy's got a great football IQ, but I'm still the head coach. Yeah. So we're gonna run my offense. I'm gonna call the plays. If you see something, audible out of it. Audible out of it. And it won us a Super Bowl. Well, and arguably the best defense to ever touch a field. Yeah. True. Talib um, had, I think, three or three to five. I don't remember the exact number. Between three and five pick sixes. Yeah. We scored uh, ten, ten defensive touchdowns that season. Yeah. Ten. That's insane and for a defense. Mind you, that doesn't go. That doesn't go for the team. Like when you talk about the Broncos scoring points, that does not go towards a point differential. Right. Because they only count the offensive points. Mm-hmm. So those ten touchdowns didn't count. But C.J. Anderson, the no-fly zone, and what Peyton could muster up at the end of his career, yep. it was enough. It was enough. We beat Tom. We beat Big Ben in the playoffs. Yep. We beat the 15-1 and Panthers with the MVP, Mr. Cam Newton, who, who is, looked like a shell of himself in that game. Who is now wearing absurd outfits. Oh, weird, he was doing that before. Weird top hats. He's got, like, dreads now, and now he sits on a couch and does podcasts. With Brandon Marshall. With Brandon Marshall. And they both are really sounding like they got a case of CTE, both yeah. of them. And Marshall was already, you know, clinically insane to begin with. He has very bad bipolarism. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, those two on a podcast might not be a good idea. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, kind of falling back on the, you know, kind of the Sean Payton deal and yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Um, a lot of people hate Sean Payton. Hate him. He gives a reason to. Yeah. If he's an asshole. If you're, if you're a snowflake. He's an asshole. Yeah. Is he full of himself? Fucking yeah, 110%. But isn't he, isn't he kind of... Correct. Correct in being full of himself? Like, he's, he hasn't, has he not proven that he's... Well, let's give examples. Know? Let's, let's prove our, our theories. <laughs> Uh, at the beginning of the season, before we had a snap of football that mattered, he said Nathaniel Hackett produced the worst coaching job that he'd seen in the history of the NFL. And he said pretty much that that guy can't coach for crock of shit. And Dude, where's the Jets' offense? Uh, bottom 20. Huh. Okay. Well, well maybe maybe that Ooh, was just one. But, but they beat Denver. They beat Denver yeah, at home. Uh, on a fumble that Rush, he just had a... He had a Bad situation. He should have. He was being chased by a D lineman, and he was trying to play hero ball. Yeah, kind of like he did against the Houston Texans. Right. But uh, okay, maybe that's one. Maybe that's one off. Sure. 
What about uh, the fact that he said that he believed in the team and that he thinks we're a playoff team? We went one and five. What are we? What are we vying for right now? Uh, ten and seven. And a what spot? Uh, wild card. Oh, is that playoffs? Yes, yes, that okay. is postseason. Okay. Mm. We are still, even though we lost, in the hunt. It's not yeah. looking good for us, but we yeah, are still the in the hunt. Seed? 11. 11, okay. We're behind the, we're behind Steelers. the Steelers. Yeah. Terrible franchise. Um, well, now. Great head coach, though. It used to be a really good franchise. Great head coach. Yeah, he just goes for 500 seasons or better now. I yeah, feel like he's not trying to win anymore. I feel like he's not trying to win anymore. He's already got two. But, uh... You know, okay, maybe that's another one. But here's another thing. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Last season to this season. Now we're 14 games in. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't have a small sample size. This is almost a full season now. Has he not looked better? Has he not looked more competent, more confident? I mean, whatever word you want to throw out there, I'm not watching the same Russell Wilson that I watched last well, year. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Nobody's comparing his touchdowns to how many bathrooms he has anymore. Oh, and we're also not getting a countdown every game. Also that. <laughs> now, the only I mean, issue you, is... You would, have, you would have thought that people would have recognized that Nathaniel Hackett was the issue when we fired him mid-season. And started playing better. And we almost beat the Chiefs twice with Jerry Rosberg. Yeah, one of those games, our defense picked off Mahomes three times. And one of those games... Russell Wilson had more touchdowns in that one game than he did the entire season up to that game. So, yeah. Well, and not only that, but one of those games we fell down, what, 20? Trying to do the math in my head here. It was like 22 to 0 or something. Yeah, and then we we came came back back and 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 almost won. We lost 31 to 28. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it was after going into the half, we were down. Or maybe 20. maybe it was twenty nine to zero, and then they it only was, got a field goal. I th- for twenty eight. I think you. I think you might be right. We were down a lot. We were down a lot. And then we got the time. three picks. Russ orchestrated multiple drives, and we had a shot. We just didn't have enough time. Yep, time ran out. So I don't know. I think uh, Sean future, Payton. Future th- looks bright. I think Sean Payton definitely has every right to be full of himself. Yeah. I mean, look what he did in, in New Orleans. Well, and you know what? With Drew Brees. We you could know? we could go nine and eight, ten and seven. We can make the playoffs, not make the playoffs. I don't care. What Sean Payton has showed me, and this is my personal opinion, you can agree or not, mm-hmm. he brought hope back to this team. Absolutely he did. He he's telling us right now, based on what we have, we need a few pieces here and there, and the Chiefs won't stand a shot. Because we already beat them once. They beat us very closely the first time. Mm-hmm. They don't look like the divisional powerhouse that they used to be. No. Just saying, there's this guy down in Miami that's having quite the season. He may hit 2,000 yards even with missing a game. Yeah. That is insane. And you said, go ahead, walk. Right. Walked him right into Miami where he's got a guy that's almost as fast as him, not only across the field at receiver with Waddle, mm-hmm. but in the backfield with the guy named Devon Achan. Yeah. All three of those guys can run over 22 miles per hour. That's insane. At top speed. They are, are I think they, they broke a record. They are the fastest offense in NFL history. And you know what I they say? It. You know what the phrase is, right? Speed kills. Yeah. Good luck AFC playoffs. Yeah. It's a... I hope Miami makes it. Uh, do me too. It'd be really cool to see. Even if we're in the playoffs, beat us one more time. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I want to see anybody but red. Anybody but red. And if I have to see red, let it be the NFC. Yeah, let it let it be the Niners. Yeah. Red and gold. Man, I, it'd be really cool to see. Niners versus Dolphins. That'd be cool. The offensive production that comes out of that game. That would be really cool. I mean, both... I mean... The Dolphins' defense isn't that great. Not not comparable to the Niners, no. Um, but the offense makes up for that. I think so. And I think it would Yeah, because the Niners have tricks, and they've got yeah. strategy. They don't have the speed no. Miami has. But I do think that it would be really cool to see Christian McCaffrey win a Super Bowl. It would. And I think <laughs> that if that were a Super Bowl, I think you got something like the Chiefs and Eagles where it's a high-scoring affair, 30-plus right. on either side. Yeah, yeah. And we get to watch something that hopefully doesn't come down to a damn defensive holding call that ruins the fucking end of the game. Could have been an instant classic, but you ruined it, refs. Oh, and Mahomes and, and, and Reed, 
by the way, just since we're I brought that up. I'm so glad you got fined. Oh, take dude. your 150k, shove it up your ass. Oh yeah, you deserve that shit, dude. Talking shit when you got bailed out of a Super Bowl. Kadarius was pa- lined up past the ball. Well, and did you see what he did today? He no. was trying to catch a slant pass. Oh, and he dropped it. He bo- no, he bobbled it, and it was and it ended up hand. He ended up handing it to the Patriots. To the Patriots, yep. yeah. Yep. Literally handed it to them. Yeah. And Mahomes was pissed about that one, but he, he at least he got mad at Tony this time. Right. Still, now, I don't care about Kermit the Frog. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Peyton Manning. Stop talking about him that way. Right. Now the, the I mean the Broncos had had one yesterday. We had three touchdowns on one drive. All three of them got called back. Yeah. Um, you, don't, you don't think that took a little bit of wind out of our sails at that point? In the I second definitely half? think it did because when I mean even even the announcers. <clears throat> When they called offensive offsides on us on the on our right guard, who wasn't even offsides, who wasn't even offsides, he the, wasn't even lined the up. Announcers, past the announcers. Well, I don't, I don't really see where the offsides is. Yeah. When the announcers say that and they're watching it on video, not on the field, they get a clear view of it. Right. So what the hell were you looking at? Right. Well, and they even showed, you know, we were when we were lined up on the goal I think line. It was minors. Yeah. It was. It was Quinn. It was Quinn. They they drew a line straight down through the middle of the football, and Quinn's helmet was not behind the line, past the yeah, line, so he it. wasn't off sides because he wasn't past the football. Nope. And the neutral zone is right past where the line was drawn. So that that definitely took the wind out of the sails for sure. Yeah, it and was, you that wanna... brings me to my next point. Oh, okay. Um, you oh, saw how bad yeah. how mad Sean Payton was. Yep, and he, and they're not letting anything out of that building. Um, good. It's it's not for the public to know. No, and he said it perfect in the press conference. Absolutely. What Russ and I talk about is none of your business. Exactly. And I think that was a perfect answer. I yeah. I I, I was like he Damn. doesn't have to answer. I'm sorry. Sean does not have to answer to anybody. No. He has pulled off a five game winning streak. Six out of seven. Six out of eight. Whatever you want to not call to it. Not to mention, that's the first win streak that Denver's had since Peyton Manning. Yep. Yep. So, I don't know. I think Sean has every right to basically tell the media to fuck off. It's none of your business. Oh, he does. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't give two shits. Honey we've Badger already, don't give a shit. We've already seen that. Nah, yeah. fuck Honey Badger. He ain't doing shit in New Orleans. No, I was saying the quote. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Tyron Matthews, he's on his way out. Washed. Um, But, yeah, I mean, dude, Sean Payton was pissed. Yeah. And at first, when, when we were watching the game, at first I thought he was screaming at the refs because you could read his lips. He was saying something, and then the last thing I caught was, you fucking hear me? And I was like, oh, shit. I thought he was yelling at the refs. Well, he did yell at them, too. Well, he did, but <laughs> then it pans to the sideline, and he sees Russ coming off the sideline, and he throws his fucking headset mic away from his face and starts lighting up Russ. And Russ just took it. He just took it. He didn't have anything to say because Russ knew that he screwed up. And well, they, not only they, that, it's hard to talk back to a head coach. Well, like him. yeah, but I mean, at at some point, I mean, you've seen it before. Yeah. You know, if if you know that you're you you're kind of in the right, shit didn't go the way it was supposed to. You know, the play fell apart, but what you did was what you should have done, and you're getting screamed at. You've seen a lot of players be like, "Okay, I understand where you're coming from," but. From where I was at, this is what I saw. This is what I needed to do. I didn't want to take the sack, just you know, so to speak, or whatever. Right. But they still take they still take their beating, right? Yeah. Russ had nothing to say, and I think <coughs> that Sean Payton was rightfully pissed because Russ tried to ru- rush back up to the line and get another playoff. Before Sean, Sean Payton evaluate. had an, had enough time to evaluate the last play to see if he was going to challenge it or not, and then we got the phantom offsides call. The phantom offsides call, and people are saying that may be one of one of the worst calls in NFL history. Oh yeah, I, I, which is crazy that it's against us, right? So crazy, weird. It's not like weird we've had bad works. calls before. Yeah, but I I believe that after. You know, after that play where Sean Payton was lighting up the refs and lighting up Russell Wilson, I think that part of that phantom offsides call was part of that. 
was no, partly was definitely w- pissed off from that. Was well, no, because I I think they threw that flag because he was pissed off and screaming. Well, that sucks because they're gonna have emotions. I know. If there's anybody we played, there's only one person that's allowed to yell at the ref or talk to the ref. It's the head coach. Mm-hmm. Players aren't allowed to. Unless Other they, assistant unless coaches they aren't have, to. Unless they have the captain patch. Right. Well, and when Peyton or Tom would yell at a ref, they would just take it because, I mean, you know, in their head, well, shit, that's Tom Brady. Or, oh, shit, that's Peyton Manning. Like, yeah. I'm going to listen to that guy. Mm-hmm. And Russ doesn't have he, – he's, he's had, in my opinion, and I'm sure yours, a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. But yeah. – does he have the pedigree those two had? No. So whenever, if Russ were to say something, they're just going to shrug it off and be like, go back to your huddle, buddy. Yeah. They're going to be like, and all right, all right, little man. I'm sorry, but <laughs> um, maybe I'm taking a side here. I'm kind of taking both sides in a way. I do feel bad for Russ because I think Sean's way of coaching might not fit him as well as it would somebody else. Well, and that's what I was saying earlier is that part of the reason is – Sean Payton's coaching and Russell Wilson don't match. Yeah, do you think Pete Carroll was yelling at Russ like Sean? Absolutely not. Because Pete Carroll is softer than Sean. Right. Why do you think and that's and that's that's why I think that Russell Wilson flourished so much in Seattle. He got to do what he wanted. Because he got to do what he wanted to do. Now, bless you. I hate you. Stop <laughs> doing that. Let me sneeze. Now, um, Fuck, I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson in Seattle. Why he oh, flourished. Yeah, that's. I think that's why he flourished is because he could do whatever he wanted. When he was younger. When yeah. he came here and we had Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson could do whatever he wanted. He did whatever he wanted. And but he, he was older and in like less, shit. He was in less, less of a shape. And he, he wanted to be a pocket passer. But he wasn't doing it right. He wasn't coached to do it right. No, because Pete Carroll doesn't know how to coach a quarterback. No, flat out. Well, why do you think Geno Smith runs all the time? That's just how he. That's just how his offense is. Yeah, and the only reason why quarterback has to be mobile. The only for that why, in my offense. opinion, I know Drew throws a lot of interceptions. I know that a lot of people in Denver have a bad taste when it comes to Drew Locke. But at least Drew stands in the pocket and makes a fucking throw. That's true. And it's because he was coached that way at Missouri. Yep. Not because he was coached that way by fucking. Uh, in Miami, is their defensive coordinator Vic Fangio? Yeah, Vic Fangio was a defensive guy. Right, he wasn't coaching Drew. So, no. you know, Pete's got, in my opinion, a better quarterback at backup than he does at, at starter. If he would give him the time, I agree. Give him the reps in practice. Mm-hmm. Coach him, get him right, because Drew can run too. I know he's a white quarterback, but he can still run the football. He can. He's not slow. I mean, he did it here. Yeah. He's pretty he, well. <laughs> he evaded multiple sacks. He was doing it before Daniel Jones was doing it. That's, but wait, they didn't call him the White Michael Vick. No, they sure didn't. And where's Daniel Jones now? On the bench. Oh, that's possibly right. possibly going to lose his job to Tommy DeVito. This is a weird season. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, fuck, dude. Last the Cowboys, the Cowboys got blown out by the Bills. Yep. And that then was fucking weird. We also got to see on Saturday morning Vikings versus Bengals, which headlined Jake Browning versus Nick Mullins. God, that's fucking weird. Instead of what it would have been, and if Jake Browning was, pulled it off in overtime. He did. Well, what, what it would have been if it was a healthy season for both teams would have been a much better matchup: Joe Burrow versus Kirk Cousins. Now, maybe the game goes similar in score, but I think that it's a little bit more action packed. It, yeah, it would have been a bad game. It would have been a more exciting game. Um, Which I, is funny because it was not it was not an unexciting game. No, no. But I think I think with those caliber of quarterbacks, it would have been it, much it more been interesting for sure. Much more entertaining for sure. Um, so now we're moving on to Christmas Eve, Sunday night football. We play the New the England, New England Patriots. Patriots here at home, which is in a place they don't play well. Prime time. Yep. It's a, it's a dub. I, I think so. Yeah. Do you, Now, this is the week that K-Jack comes back from his suspension. Mm-hmm. Do, you think we, do you think we start him? No. I don't think so either. PJ's done way too much, oh, and he's yeah. done it way too well. Now, this has nothing to do with the defense or K-Jack. 31-10. 31-10. That's my prediction. Yeah? Yep. I think we score 17 in the first half, and then we just don't put the, we don't put the pedal down. 
Yeah, I don't know. After after watching watching Bailey Zappi against uh, the Chiefs today, mm-hmm. I would uh, lower our score a little bit. I think you respect uh, that Patriots defense a little bit. A little bit yeah. after after the way they. I mean, in the first half, the way I, they played yeah, against I, the Chiefs, and I think they can make plays. I just don't think. I think, I think the altitude will get them. The Chiefs don't have altitude. That's true. But I, I think I think the score is going to be a little bit closer than that. I think it'll be twenty four ten. No, twenty one ten. I think it'll be twenty eight seventeen. Yeah, wins a win, I guess. I would just like for Bill Belichick's last game as a Patriots head coach in Denver, Colorado, to be a blowout. To be a loss. A blowout. I just want a loss. I want a blowout. I just want a loss. I hate the Patriots still. <laughs> Because they don't ever give us... Whenever I hear people talking about the Patriots and how great the dynasty was, they don't talk about how the Broncos always stopped them. Yeah. Tom Brady could have gone to two extra Super Bowls if it wasn't for us. I think... Yeah, I think Tom Brady, the only... Only two teams to... Or three teams to stop him during his stint in the 2010s. Yeah. The Broncos. Mm-hmm. And the Baltimore Ravens. Right. And I still think to this day... I mean... Tom Brady. Tom Brady has beaten every single team but in the he's NFL. Nine and nine against us. But exactly, he is five hundred against us, and he's got a winning record against every other team. And it's not even close. And it's not even close. But like, look at he, his Buffalo record. I think it was like forty-two yeah. and but two. When, but when he retired, the only team that he does not have a winning record against is the Denver Broncos. Yep. You can call five hundred a winning record, but is it really? You went nine and nine. You didn't go ten and eight. Nope. It's or, not a winning record. Or yeah, no, I'm right. Ten and eight. You're, it, it's not winning. It's not losing. It's even. Yep. So and I don't care what you say. It's not a winning record. Two of those nine losses he took mattered the most. Yes, they did. One actually, I would say three because that Super Bowl season in 2015, we hosted the Patriots here with a Brock Osweiler at starter. Yep. No Peyton Manning. No Peyton Manning. And we found a way to fucking win. That was with that was when he had his plantar fasciitis, huh? Yep. He wasn't back yet. He didn't come back for another few weeks because yeah. he came back against the Chargers when Brock finally fell apart. Do you remember do you remember when we got those shirts that was back to back to back to back AFC champions? Yeah, because we had done it <laughs> we did it five straight seasons. And because it was Tebow and then the four years with Manning. Yeah. So it was five straight. And yeah, the Chiefs have had seven. I get it. Working on eight. They'll probably get eight. They'll yeah. They'll, which is they'll fine. probably win the division again. Who have you had to play against? The Broncos have been without a quarterback. We've had like three, four head coaches, four, four head coaches. Yep. Since Kubiak left in 2016. Yep. The Raiders are the Raiders, and the Chargers are gonna Charger. Who the hell have you had to beat? Because mind you, our last AFC title, we beat out the Chiefs by one game. We had to play them, and we we split. If it wasn't for a Jamal Charles fumble with about a minute left in the game in Denver that Bradley Roby picked up and scored with, we might have taken two losses to them, and we found a way to win. That just reminded me. I think that was the same season Danny Trevathan picked up that scoop and score and dropped that at the one-yard line. It might be. He, he did that. <laughs> in his career, me and, me and one of my friends talked about that because he goes to a team that our friend – who's a Packers fan, doesn't mm-hmm. like, which was the Bears. Mm-hmm. And Trevathan's t- career pretty much died after that. Yeah, after He wasn't very was, good. That was pretty much the end but of it. But that's because, as you know, we both played defensive football. Mm-hmm. It's a unit. Yeah. You can't have a star. You can have stars, but they have to work as a cohesive unit. Right, which is, which is why the 49ers' defense is so powerful. They they've have got, stars and they work together. They've got Nick Bosa. Chase Young. They've got Chase Young. They've got uh, Frank Clark. Uh, or uh, not? They, uh, Frank Clark as a as a backup. Yeah, they have Fred Len- Warner, Fred Warner, Lenore at safety. Not to mention Ward at safety. Yeah, dude, and they all mesh so well. And they have together. good corners. I can't remember all of them right now. I think they have. Uh, no, no, Ward is the safety. Jimmy Ward, Traverius yeah. Ward doesn't play for them. I don't think. Mm-mm. But yeah, it's I mean, it's a weird season, man. I've never seen, and I mean, shit. You know, we've been watching football for. Long time. 26 years. Something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't really count when we were, you know, when we were fucking babies. Uh, the first game that my mom and dad told me I was watching was the Super Bowl with John Elway. So, and I was well, a baby. Yeah, but we could, you don't fucking remember that. Yeah, no, I don't remember you it, know. but I'm glad that I was watching it. Yeah, that's Just true. to know that I was. But, you know, even still, <laughs> this is this is the tightest. Yeah. 
I've ever seen the NFL in its entirety well, this yeah, close to the playoffs. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I mean, you know, there isn't that one team. Like, oh, yep, they're the best. Yeah. Or even two, you know, because back when we were with Peyton, it was like, well, who's going to win the AFC this year? Is it Peyton and the Broncos or is it Tom and the Patriots? Yeah. And if you beat that was one before, of us. That was before the Chiefs were even in the conversation because they still had Alex Smith. Yeah, and they were decent. Like, I'm not going to say they were they a bad They weren't bad. Team. They were they were they were a good team with Alex Smith and Jamal Charles and yep. Dwayne Bow. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus Peters was a rookie. Yep. Weird, <laughs> That's dude. Fucking weird. To it's think weird. About. That's fucking weird. It's a long time ago. So, well, I guess we'll see um how the Monday night game goes tomorrow. And then uh then it's Christmas Eve. I don't know. After after the after the game yesterday, I'm a little. I'm not really. I'm not worried, but I'm actually more excited than I'm, you might want me to be. I'm kind of on the edge a little I'm bit. I'm not, and I'll tell you why. Because the last time we got our ass kicked, not beating, not losing to Houston by by five, we got our asses handed to us. Seventy to twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was what sparked something with this team. Yeah. You just got your asses beat on prime time again. These veterans need to step into that locker room and say, we are not doing that anymore. Dude, Russell Wilson just needs to fucking grow a pair. Yeah, he's not really talking. Dude, he needs all. he needs to be, he's a, he's a fucking captain. But he's not acting like one. He's, I don't think, and you know, we don't know what, we don't know how things go in the locker room. We no, don't know, but I can tell know, you, I doubt I mean, that he's going dude, into Jerry's face when he's saying stupid shit in the media. Right, and, and I doubt that after a bad loss like, like they took last night. He's going in there and yelling. I doubt he's going in there and telling telling his the offensive defense. line and his defense, like, you guys need to step it the fuck up. Nope. He's not telling his offensive line, I'm getting my fucking ass killed out there because you're not holding your fucking blocks. And you know who used to do that for us? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning would get, dude. He would do it on the fucking field or on the sideline, too. Well, yeah, I, I don't remember what game it was, but uh, it, it I so remember it was, it was Julius Thomas. Yeah, he fucking laid into Because he Julius ran the Thomas. wrong route. He ran the wrong route. Caused Peyton to throw a pick. Well, and then Peyton Manning walked over to the O-linemen that were all sitting on the bench after he took a sack to make it fourth and, like, 20. Whatever it was, yeah. Whatever it was after he took that sack. I, fuck, who are we playing? I mean, were, I would imagine it would probably be Were either... we playing Tom? No. No. No, we weren't playing Tom. No, because our offensive line always held up against Tom. Who the fuck were we playing? I would somebody say it was with a, a divisional opponent or like Baltimore, somebody we didn't oh, like no. to play. No, 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 it was it was in the divisional game against Baltimore. Oh, was it that it, one? Yeah, because that's when that's when Peyton Manning came off the fucking field, and they showed him walking all the way over to the O line bench, and he started screaming at those dudes, and those are big guys. Yeah, but he's got respect. Yeah, he's, he's allowed to do that. He's the sheriff. There's only. It's funny because there's another instance that that happened in his career. It was mm. when he was with the Colts. Yeah. He went over to the offensive line for the Colts at the time. I think it was like 2004 or 2005. And he starts yelling at the offensive line and Jeff Saturday, his center, yep. who's now in broadcasting, yep. got up and got in his face and pretty much told Peyton to shut the fuck up yep. and we'll figure it out, but get out of our face. Yeah. So our our offensive line would not do who that. Who was it he, when when Peyton was with the Colts? Who who was it? They they muffed their block and he had to run for it and throw the ball away. Was it Jeff? Maybe. I don't remember who it was, but he took. Oh, the I think snap. yeah, because I think there's a soundbite where he's yeah. like, "Damn it, Jeff!" Yeah, he's like he's like, "God damn it, Jeff!" <laughs> or, or I mean, if we're talking about Peyton stories, there's the one against the Texans in 2012 mm. when he threw a pass to Sanders down the sideline and and he got a. A roughness call against him because oh. DJ Swearinger hit him illegally, Dude, and Peyton ran forty. Hard. He ran forty yards down the field because his face because it was a pass interference or a unnecessary roughness. So we we're going to be down there anyway. Mm-hmm. And he helmet to helmet head butted DJ Swearinger and told him "fuck you." Yep. And you could read his lips well, on that, the and, and, camera. And I think that hit just like Antonio Brown. I think that hit is what changed Sanders. Sanders because after that. He became a he nuisance. He became a nuisance. He was he was he was a parasite in the. He's locker not as room. as crazy as Antonio. I think no, Antonio took no, a worse hit. He did, for sure. but I mean, I mean, dude, Manuel Sanders got fucking smacked hard. Well, he did, and he also did against the Rams too. Yeah, I remember that one. Yep, that he was, took a few. That was when. Uh, no, we had Peyton still. No, we did, but um, was it Trinan Holiday? I think it was Trinan Holiday who 
he took a punt back. He ran a punt back. Yeah. I think it was against the Rams. And he got fucking laid out. It was the Colts. Was it the Colts? Because it was Pat McAfee. He's talked about no, it No, not day. that. No, not that one. I'm talking about, like, he didn't get up. Oh, Trenton? Yeah. Oh, I don't know who it would have been then. I'm pretty sure it was against the Rams. Because I remember Pat McAfee lit him the fuck up. Oh, he did. He <laughs> laid him out, but he popped back up, like, yeah. you know. A little five foot five Trenton Holiday. Yeah. One of the arguably the smallest players to ever play. <sighs> little I'm, tangents here and there, but it works. I miss good football. I miss good Broncos football. Yeah, that too. I guess we'll see what happens on Christmas Eve. That is it for this week's episode. Um, I hope you think it's funny and you think that Reese is an idiot. Well, we all think that. Well, even me. Well, you are an idiot, but so am I. So, hey, whatever.